Alright, let's go. <clears throat> this podcast contains, uh, explicit language, adult beverages, delicious tobacco, and, what's that say? Flagrant misuse of dice? What does that even mean? Who the hell wrote this? To hell with it. I need a drink. Huh? Oh, okay, whatever. <clears throat> this is the Dice and Pipes podcast. Let me ask you a question. Let's say uh, that you were the producer of a band. Oh, yeah, yeah. And your band is making, uh, is touring. It's a very important job then. Yeah. Yeah. So you have your singer. Okay. What's the first thing? Like, Mm -hmm. square one. That you're making sure works. His voice. His voice. Yeah, yeah. Doing a lot of vocal exercises. Right. Taking him in the back. What about equipment? This is very sad because I know where you're going with this. Yeah, I would want to make sure that the uh, that the microphone's working. Oh, the microphones are working. Yeah. Good. Yep. Uh, let me read something to you. A microphone was working, just not the one that that was supposed to be working. Let me let me read something to you, yeah, uh, yeah. real quick. Yeah. Uh, this is Dyson Pipes, by the way. Um, I'm Brian. That's that's Chris. Yeah, I'm Chris over there. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> great quality podcast. Awesome sound quality. Really. Awesome sound quality. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess that that review was written pre-Halloween special. Of course it was. Of course it was. Of course it was. Uh, Find us on Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, Dyson Pipes. Uh, So we had our Halloween episode uh, last week. So excited. And I don't think it's unfair to say that um, there is the possibility that there are fans of the show that skip the Halloween episode, right? Maybe they only listen because they like either the D&D or the Warhammer campaign or both. They're just very into campaigns. They like the toast, the intro, everything like that in regards to the campaign. Are you leaving? Oh, no. Um, so uh, there might be a small percentage of people that were like, eh, not for me. So they're, they're going to wonder you why. Know, you know who else listened to that and said, eh, not for me. People with fucking ears. Yep. So our uh, 
producer extraordinaire, Barry Druckheimer, to to. I mean, I know the, the guy fucked up, but you, do you have to say it with like such disdain? Yes, you do. I was so excited for Creep Show. So to to draw the curtain back, uh, before we come in here, Barry comes in. Uh, if we're playing gameplay, he has the arduous task of setting up the DM screen, plugging in the computer, and turning on the microphones. Michael comes in and gives us our assortment of drinks, mm. uh, anything that we may want to drink. Like the reality, if we want to be real, uh, like the we talk with everybody about what's a good pairing. Like we don't actually do that. We do that just as a goof. Uh, but Clyde does give us tobaccos for the show, and they try to give us things that we haven't done yet or at least haven't done in a while. That's the only preparation that's required for the show. So that way, Chris and I can come in, we sit down, and we go. Uh, there was a breakdown on the Halloween special. Boy, was there. Uh, the movie was queued up. The curtains were drawn. The West Cabin never looked better. And to us, uh, we sit across from each other. We're not allowed to sit next to each other. We sit across from each other. We have like $2,000, $3,000 worth of equipment in this fucking den of misery. So we both have microphones on boom arms. You can often hear mine squeaking. Yep. Or me hitting my head into mine, <laughs> which is normal. Uh, and we both wear headphones. And the headphones are, uh, you know, we adjust the volume so we're not blowing each other's eardrums out. Uh so to us, mm. recording Creep Show, to us, it sounded... It sounded amazing. Fine. But now, here, here's my question, not to interrupt your point here, because I understand where you're going with this, but <clears throat> when Barry wears headphones... I'm sorry? When Barry wears headphones. Uh, let me reward that. Um, in a perfect world, should Barry wear headphones? Shouldn't he be listening not to just the sound of us, the way that we hear it through our headphones, but he should also listen to the way it's coming through the board in a perfect world isn't barry, that what a producer does in a perfect world barry would be submerged into a pool of fire ants far better than waterboarding <laughs> yeah no fire ants that that's a great i like that uh so uh our deepest apologies to barry for the disaster of the creep show episode and the only thing i can think of to move the bar is to do a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Um, you know, it's funny because <laughs> we, uh, we record. Barry does the processing. He does everything that he needs to do in order to get the, uh, the episode out there. Um, we like to listen. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Not to cut you off. The show notes for that episode, please forgive technical difficulties. You were the technical difficulty, you fuck. Yeah. You were the difficulty. And you know what's fucked up now? I think you, you've got me on your side. I'm almost completely 100% turned on Barry. Like the motherfucker, he couldn't even take responsibility. Right. Why do we not hear about that until after he released the show? I would have preferred to him leaving no notes and just disappearing. Yeah. Well, uh, he collects like, a check. Maybe like one of the BTK's victims just gone. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I would have been... <sighs> I, I think at this point, I think that we need to re-interview him for the position. That's what I think has to happen. We need to bring yes. him back into the fold. Part of, 
part of the problem might be the fact that we talk so much shit about him. Well, you do. Uh, I'm always trying to defend him. But again, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much at the end of my rope with him. I think now he's just sabotaging us on purpose. I think so, too. And that's why he's not allowed near the West Cabin. Yeah. We cl- we've closed the doors. We've sealed ourselves off. I don't even want to see him right no, now. No, he comes in before we get here, <laughs> does whatever he needs to do, and then exits before he knows the time that we're arriving. I've been stewing about this for a week. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and the only reason I actually know about it is because my wife said, hey, because Creepshow 2 is one of her favorite movies. And she's like, hey, can we listen to your soundtrack with the movie? I think that'd be really cool, mm. as nature intended. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I'm listening. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with my phone? Like, I was playing it out of my phone while we were watching the movie on the, on the telly. Right, right. And I put headphones in. Nope. And that, as soon as I heard it, I remember my very first podcast, we didn't have a microphone. Okay. And it sounded just like that. That's what it sounded like. Yes. Yeah, that's like a fucking rookie move. Yes. You know, like us, rookies, like rookies, pieces of shit. And like we pay him. It's not like he's here for free. Like he's not just doing this for fun. Like this is some sort of uh, what do they call that? A uh, like an internship. Right. No, he's getting paid. And and this is the product that we receive paying for it. Right. Maybe, maybe rather than getting Merbert. Hello, my baby. That, that's, I thought you were going to break out into that song. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime girl. <laughs> On the Dyson Pipes broadcast, uh, you fuck up a word, find yourself in a roll to drink scenario on the D&D end. We're rolling a D20. Anything higher than a 10, Brian does not have to drink. Please. 12. Fuck me. Uh... I got nervous, by the way. I looked over on your end of the table. It is a cluttered fucking mess right now. <laughs> I, I don't understand what's going on, but it looked like I thought that you were drinking whiskey from that New Mexico coffee mug of yours. No, no, no. I'm drinking out of the official Dyson Pipes goblets. I love it. Uh, let's do something to pull ourselves mm-hmm. out of the gutter. No, I want to stay in the gutter for a minute. I okay. want to show you or tell both what? you. What? Well, I was going to say I want to show you, but I'm oh. not showing you anything. Okay. Because this is an audio program, not a visual one. Um, In case people out there are doing fucking acid while they're taking this, they need to know this isn't audio. I mean, this isn't video. Um, So my wife listened to it before I listened to it, which is great. She's like, what happened with your audio? And the second she said that, dude, I think I started seeing red. Like it was like my eyes were filled with like two red solo cups. I just I was like, what? What did you just fucking say? Because I think I, I we take pride on our audio. Yeah. The audio sounds it's the only good thing about this show. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that we shell out money for whiskey. <laughs> I mean, outside of that, we're drinking and the audio was great. So I went ahead and listened to it and what would you say? Made it through maybe five minutes. Yeah. I maybe made it through five minutes. So now I'm curious to know that in the times where the listener wouldn't know how we were interrupted a couple of times with phone calls, that we had to pause it and then restart it, how much do you want to bet that that motherfucker couldn't even get the times right with that? Do you think he lined them up right? No. He probably never hit stop on the recording. And I believe in my heart of hearts that this was all sabotage to do less work. How can he do less work? He does no work. He hits power. He hits one no, button. No, he doesn't. The, he like hits one button on the fucking board. Not anymore. Oh, God. <laughs> and now he's like banished from here. Yes. So again, we need to re-interview him. Because I'm not fucking paying him. Dude, it's bad enough. Like, in, Look, I, out of both of our hard-earned money, 
we don't even give money to Michael or Clyde to go get booze. Like we buy it and they tell us sometimes like what to drink. This fucking guy. So now we're paying for alcohol. We're paying for tobacco. We're paying for pipes. And now we're paying for a producer to pull it all together. Right. Show notes. The whole nine. The fucking guy can't even do his job. Unbelievable. But so I'm sorry to, to pull ourselves out <clears throat> of yeah. this. What, what, what's let's, your advice? In here? the words of Gorilla Monsoon, let's break our arms by patting ourselves on the back. It's like a compliment sandwich. Okay. Uh, so we have, uh, we're going to do one more week of this uh, giveaway, I guess, right? One more. One more. All this right. is it. So the, the gist of it is give us a five on the apples if you can uh, with a review, unless you don't listen on the apples. Uh, well, then you can email us. Yes. Dice emails. and, not the ampersand. Right. Nobody knows how to spell ampersand. Not a clue. Uh, Mike Tyson does. But I don't know if you're going to get in touch with Mike Tyson to find out if he spells ampersand in any way. I have no idea. It's <laughs> dice and A-N-D pipes. At gmail.com. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't want to steal your thunder here. Uh, so we have a couple more reviews that I'd like to go through with you and see what you think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we have one from the Mr. Rook, who I believe found us on the Reddit machine. Yeah. Five stars. Put this in your pipe and I can't see the rest of it. I'm assuming it says smoke it. Hold on one second. How can you not see the rest of it? I can't see the rest of the title. Why not? I don't have the technology. Hold on. I have a better iPhone than you. What does that mean? I might be able to see the title. Oh, because you have three lenses on your camera instead of just two. Well, because somebody typed in a Wait, title. I have they- three. I, have, I do have three. They're just all in, contained in the same uh, device. Now, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Why would... Yes. Maybe he did that on purpose to fuck with us. That's what I think. I think he put those ellipses there just to fuck with us. <laughs> he did it on purpose. It's not Apple putting them there because it cut off the words. He did it. Right. So it's so the, I guess the title of his review is put this in your pipe and... No, I have smoke. Oh, you have smoke. Smoke dot dot dot. So it's smoke it because I only have S dot dot dot. Motherfuckers. So here's his review. These two pipe-smoking degenerates are awesome. You should now, just stop I don't right know there. why he's speaking in such disparaging terms to because you uh, asked for Mutton it. Chop Piper and Matt Jazz. You said... You like Axl Rose in November Rain. <laughs> That's what that just reminded me of. November <laughs> Rain. Oh wow. Uh, I've listened to lots of D and D podcasts, and the one-on-one style of the campaign is awesome. We do love a good missionary-style gameplay. Keep it basic, basic bitch here on the Dyson Pipes podcast. I subscribed after finding Brian on the subreddit Pipe Tobacco, and I've been loving it ever since. So what he's saying here mm-hmm. is, much like Barry, you, Chris, are completely useless. Okay, keep keep going, and let's see, uh, let's see which uh, which show he likes better, the D and D or the Warhammer. One. This was the first. 40K podcast I had listened to, and I prefer it to the D&D story, though I listened to both. Yep. 
he prefers he likes the role playing on both ends, but he prefers the forty k version because I do because of my experienced and expert storytelling. No, it's more my intros and toasts. Your toasts are you know generic and mediocre at best, and mine are just like groundbreaking. I'm going to win some sort of like Nobel Peace Prize. You so almost almost fucked that up. So, so almost fucked that up. You can roll. You can roll for trying to critique my words. Yes. We have a problem. Wait, what did you roll first? 12. We have a problem. What's the problem? Why am I not seeing the chalice of fumbles? You son of a bitch. There it is in all of its ruby glory. Uh, Continue. I'm sorry. Goddamn Mr. Rook. Fucking fine gentleman. Uh, Listen, you know, he just likes me better than you. That's all there is to it. Keep up the good work, guys. He wants to be talking about me and Clyde. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Uh, May your mouths stay wet with whiskey and your pipes warm with embers. Very good. And one more. By the way, so, excuse me. (coughs) Thanks, Sam. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Motherfucker got me. Can't get rid of it. Can't get rid of it. I, I find it amazing, and I love the dude that in order to break apart the words in his name, he has to use underscores. Yes. Can't use spaces. No, Not no, like no. Watcher of the Woods. Watcher of the Woods just use spaces, but oh no. <laughs> oh. Well, it's, it's, it's actually not spaces. Those are blanks for you to add your own letters. Oh, so I can plug in anything in the three spaces between yeah, Watcher so you could, of you the could Woods. Yeah, so you could make it They Misses Rook. No, they're oh, I see what you're saying. That's it's a fill in the blank thing, right? Uh, okay, okay, we'll have to work on that. All right, continue. R S T L N E. No, this is not Wheel of Fortune. Do you know why they use those letters? Because they are the most uncommon letters in the you English can, language. You can, come on, come on. They're the most uncommon. Yeah. No, they're the most common. No, they aren't. Yes, they are. No, they aren't. If they were the most common, they wouldn't use them because then it would make the puzzle too easy. That's why they do it. They give you the most common. No, uncommon. Listen, I'm a big, big supporter of Pat Sajak. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guy's been on the show for decades. I've watched a lot of uh, autobiographical. What? Fuck. I don't even, <laughs> even joking. I couldn't even get a fucking bullshit word out. Uh, 13. Yeah. Uh,. R S T L N E are the most common letters found in on Wheel of Fortune. Right. Okay. Let's move on. So the other. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, wait. You were wrong. What? Are you going to roll again? What are you talking about? You said they were the most uncommon. Com- I'm telling you, they're the most common. I just fact checked it. Fuck are you it. Are you looking to destroy the integrity of this goddamn no, show? I can't believe you just fact checked me. I just rolled a fucking twenty. Fuck. You can drink, good sir. Rolled a twenty. That's now happened twice now, right? Once to me, once to you. Where that fucking call out has backfired. So now we have Washburn Six Strong. Five stars. This guy's got no fucks to give, no spaces, nope. all abbreviating so he can get everything packed in because that's a big message. I said all abbreviating. Stop <laughs> fucking side-eyeing me, <laughs> motherfucker, over there across the table. Go ahead, read the, the Good Stuff review. Uh, title, Good Stuff. Of the D&D podcasts I listen to, this one is the best. 
The back and forth between the two guys is hilarious. Hilarious. And the one-on-one missionary-style gameplay is very well done. Yes. Uh, and I have it on good authority mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that Washboard Abs, or whatever the fuck this guy's name is, also listens to Critical Role. I'm, I understand Matt Mercer yes. himself has said, God dang. Just like that. <laughs> God dang. I need to be careful of these Dyson Pipes motherfuckers. Detroit what? <laughs> so, despite our producer sabotaging us, yep. we're an amazing show. That's what I've learned today. Especially when, when people email the show and refer to you as Mr. Dawn. I'm sorry? Yeah, Mr. Dawn. Well, they weren't talking to me. Well, you're the only one here in your past that has gone by Desiree Dawn. <laughs> so I think they were talking it's to you. Damien uh, Dawn. Damien, I'm sorry. And that's not me. That's another uh, another person. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Well, they might be affiliated with the show. What, Somebody was looking for a Mr. Dawn. What, what did they want to say to Mr. Dawn? Um, oh, I, can't, I can't read it. It was a private message. But oh, okay. They, they referred to you as Mr. Dawn. Well, I am a Mr. Mr. Please. They, they, they did call us two fuck knuckles. <laughs> and nothing puts a, a larger smile on my face than being called a fuck knuckle. I don't know if I've ever been called that before. Really? Really? Interesting. Yeah. Well, now you have. Well, let's, uh, let's get into what we're really here for. What are we drinking and smoking? Well, since you've already drank twice, uh, what are you drinking? I am drinking Jameson Caskmates. Caskmates? Is that what that's yeah, called? Yeah, Caskmates. Uh, IPA version. Yes. And we're going toe-to-toe with the stout version. Uh, I'm doing the same thing because... Shit, wait, now I have to get my ducks in a row with the way that we recorded things. This is D&D. Oh, no, I can't say it then. It's going to fuck everything up. I'll have to bring it up. You're going to have to listen to the Warhammer one. Brian's blinking at me like rapidly. <laughs> like I don't know if he's having a stroke or if he's confused by what I'm saying. Um... I think this is pretty cool. We're doing a little head-to-head. So we had, who was that? Grateful Dog, right? He's the one that, that pointed yes. out a couple of weeks ago or whatever. Head-to-head to and belly-to-belly. Belly. No, it's back-to-back and belly-to-belly. Belly. You talk about the old John Sterling home run call? It is high. <laughs> it is high. It is gone. <laughs> the best is when he does that, and then he's like, oh, no, wait. It was <laughs> caught by the center fielder. <laughs> okay. Thanks, John. You fucking dummy. Um. So we drank a couple of weeks ago the uh, the Jameson Irish Whiskey Caskmate Stout Edition, and lo and behold, they also have an IPA edition. So right. it's 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 like a, a tell the tape. We're, yes. we're going head to head between the two uh, belly to belly. Irish whiskeys and belly to belly. <laughs> yes, a back to back. So much like children, I love them both, but in different ways. Oh, I was going to say much like children, I can easily pick a favorite. <laughs> Uh, and what are you smoking there, good sir? I have uh, I have some Squadron Leader in my Savinelli Regimental uh, little bent bulldog. Ooh, yes. I am enjoying some Gentleman Caller in Sir Reginald, my Skull Meerschaum pipe. Mm. Easily my favorite smell. A lot of people, I think, would say that their own farts are their favorite smell, which is fucking disgusting. I say that the smell of deer tongue, not real deer tongue, like pulled from a deer's mouth and cut out and grinded and sniffed, 
whatever the fuck this deer tongue is and pipe tobacco, I smell, it smells like cotton candy. Yes. And it's, oh, it smells so good. It's like cotton candy and it's like a mix between cotton candy. It's a confectionery. And like a gingerbread cookie. Mm. The fucked up thing about this deer tongue is squadron leader is a very like pervasive smell. Yeah. That Latakia really like mm. fills the room. This fucking deer tongue, no matter what is in here, it cuts through it. Yeah. I think what I'm going to do is carry a pipe and some tobacco with uh, deer tongue. So which, which one is that again? I'm sorry. Gentleman caller. Gentleman caller. So I'm going to keep that in my back pocket. And anytime I come across like an old bloated corpse that just smells like death, I'm just going to... I'm gonna because you know I come across those. All I was the time. just gonna ask you how many times that happens to you a day. Well, if the zombie apocalypse hits, this is definitely the thing to carry, so you don't have to smell the stench that emanates from a zombie's body. That's true, right? A little uh, little deer tongue would definitely cut through the stench of a of a corpse blech, zombie. You think deer tongue in its natural plant vegetative state smells like this? Absolutely not. What I don't if think it so. catches on fire. I don't know. I think it has to be aged or dried, right? It's got to be like plucked from the branch. You're sniffing your own deer tongue? Yes. It smells delightful. Well, <clears throat> we have some amazing gameplay. We're launching into a series of uh, D&D episodes that I think are amazing. Uh, but before that, I would like to propose a toast. So <clears throat> as you're listening to this, it is the 8th of November. Three days ago was the 5th of November. Remember, remember, the 5th of November. Wait, hold on. You sing. Why are you just rhyming? I don't know. I would like to propose a toast to people who wear Guy Fox masks. Now, if you're not familiar with a Guy Fox mask, it is the mask from V for Vendetta. Also, the mask made famous by those fucking douchebags from Anonymous. And every fucking mm. stupid, rich, probably white kid yeah. that wants to be a badass who thinks he's fighting the government, fighting the man, man, wears a Guy Fox mask. It is insufferable. So... <clears throat> if the members of Anonymous are going to wear a mask, like which mask should they wear? I don't care. Anything but the Guy Fox mask. I don't really care that they wore the Guy Fox mask. What, what became a problem for me were all these fucking stupid kids who thought they were fighting the man. And to fight the man, they all wore Guy Fox masks. And now as soon as I see that mask, I don't think freedom fighter. I think douchebag. Regardless of the cause that they're fighting for. Yes. When I see that mask, I think fuckface. You think that there's a better way to go about your, your protesting? Sure. Well, my issue is, like, why hide behind a mask? Hmm. That's, that's what my problem is. And you know what I think my biggest issue with that mask is? Is the mustache. It's the mustache. Maybe he does it because it's Movember. <laughs> we are in Movember. Movember might be next week's toast. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid. Oh. Or no shave November. Get fucked. How's that? How's that for no shave well, November? You, you can't get fucked 
because it's also no nut November. So you have no nut November, no shave November, and November 5th, Guy Foes Day. I am doing something unprecedented for the Dyson Pipes radio program. A double toast? I am altering my toast to the month of November. (laughs) (laughs) What a shit fucking garbage people month. This is a pretty pathetic month. Outside of Thanksgiving, um, which I learned that uh, just the other day, I learned, uh, you know what Canadians refer to Thanksgiving as? Maple syrup day. Thursday. They don't give a shit about our Thanksgiving. And uh, that's why I say we should bomb Canada. <laughs> Just fucking take them Turn over. Turn them into a parking lot. And then, well, actually, I, I feel bad saying that because I know we have a decent amount of listeners who... Fuck them. Uh, that's what I say. That's horrible. Maybe they're running around right now in, like, Guy Fox mask. What if... Hold on. What if you wear a Guy Fox mask on Halloween? You're in the prior month. You're in October. Is that okay? No. So even as a costume... No. Even if a little nope. kid comes to your door. Not a chance. So, okay. Let, let me, me tell you, you what I'll do if Wait a little up. kid comes to my door wearing a Guy Fox. Well, mask. let me give you a hypothetical. Okay. Uh, three children come to your door. Yes. Okay. Uh, one, you, you don't know what the sex is because they're wearing a Godzilla costume. You can't see their face. You can't make okay. an assumption, right? Because they're fully costumed. Uh, one little girl dressed as a princess and one boy dressed as Guy Fox. You have unlimited amounts of candy. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, you have unlimited amounts of candy. Who are you giving candy out to? I am going to give all the candy to Godzilla, and I'm going to okay. say, beat that f- in the guy fox mask. <laughs> wow. That's, that's what I'm going to do. That much disdain for Guy Fox. Yes. Not even candy for the little princess. Um, Just to Godzilla. Yeah. It's Godzilla. It's the King of Monsters. And then you're going to turn them against Guy Fox. Yeah. Okay. And not just turn them against Guy Fox. What? Boy, I've been drinking too much. Two 20s in a row. Get the fuck you. I think that you should... Well, I'm not changing rules now, but... <clears throat> I think if somebody rolls a 20 and we have to drink, we should drink it out of the special. No, the, the chalice of fumbles. Look at this beautiful stag all cross-eyed. He's the cross-eyed cricket. <laughs> they should make cross-eyed stag. I think Guy Fox is a European hero. Yeah. Well, all I know is when I see, it, it's like tombstone rules. I see a Guy Fox mask, I kill the man wearing it. And for those people who listen to us in Canada, I pose to you this. I have it on good authority that newfies are not to be trusted. Excuse me? You heard me. Are those like socks? No, they're newfies. What the fuck are newfies? Horrible people. But and wh- anyone listening in, in Canada can confirm. Canada? Yeah. What? Our brothers to the north. Speaking of Canada, I heard that the ship that's lodged in the rocks of on uh, uh, Niagara Falls dislodged and moved a hundred feet. Uh, hold on, let's just we we need to dissect a couple of things here. Um, I need to know what newfies are. They're horrible people. <clears throat> yeah, I I know you keep repeating that, but like you know, so so are the books.
<laughs> oh wow. Um <clears throat> that's it. Um You you keep referring to these newfies as hard. I I just I, you have to help me understand. Like, what the fuck is a newfie? Like, if I search newfie online, is that going to pull up anything? Yes, it will. It, you're kidding me. Like N E W F I E S. Yep. So okay, let me just point out one thing. I use Bing as my search uh, engine, right? So when I put in newfies, hold on, hold on. When I put in newfies, before I even click go, okay, I get a few different things. I get a series suggested website, which is completely off. It, it makes no sense. Uh, then I get the way that I spelled it, newfies. The first one, newfies dog. And then the second one is newfies Canada and then newfies for sale. So you could buy these. Newfies. Mm -hmm. What's good about them? What's bad about them? Uh,. Oh, I see what's going on here. You're going to have to bleep this out. I can't believe that I've actually used the word. You have to bleep every time that I say new. Oh, I almost said it again. You have to you have to bleep it because according to Wikipedia, it's a slur. For people from Newfoundland. Yes, which is uh, apparently a derogatory term used by the rest of Canada for someone who is from Newfoundland. Yes. Th that's horrible. So why would we disparage I, people just based on where they're from? I will suspend <clears throat> this podcast being delivered to Canada. You can't do that. Yes, I, I have the technology. No, why would you do that? That's horrible. Because I want these newfies hunted down like the dogs that they are. Um, And don't think I forget about you, Britain, with your fucking... Guy Fox masks, you sons of bitches. I can't believe not one person from Newfoundland listens to us. Exactly. What the fuck is going on up there? I don't even know if they have power. I mean, we have people who listen to us from Manitoba, for Christ's sake. Like, is that in Newfoundland? No. I don't know anything about Canada, as you refer to it as. There are brothers to the north. Well, I know where Canada is. Oh. But in relation to that, like Canada and this Newfoundland, Manitoba, you know find, I'm very confused. You know what I find weird about Canada? Let me drink. There's that mm -hmm. entire portion of the country that's uninhabitable. That's where I would move. Like a gigantic, it's not like oh, a little area here, a little area there. Like the, the northern Timberlands or whatever they call that shit. It's like wild country. Like they can't start expanding. Well, they should, right? People live in Alaska. And it's extremely cold. People live in all parts of like northern Russia, and it's extremely cold. Yeah, like just fucking put your parka on, your Canada goose, or I'm sorry, as you would say, Canada goose jacket, and go explore. Yeah, I'll put some fucking snowshoes on, and a husky, and go. Yeah, you know, I watched this guy on YouTube. <clears throat> he's Canadian. Thanks, Sam. <clears throat> um, he's Canadian. <laughs> I think his channel name is uh, My Self Reliance. Ah. Cool dude. Yeah. Guy lives in a fucking cabin that he made with his own two hands. No power tools. With fucking hand saws. Cutting down trees. You know, doing his own little lumber thing. Builds a fucking house. I think now he's working on a sauna, which is amazing. And again, no power tools. And guys from fucking Canada. You Canadians can be quite resilient. But or, or resourceful. Uh, resilient and resourceful. 
you, and repugnant. If only from, if, if you're from Newfoundland. They're Newfies, apparently. I'm sorry, that's a slur. I didn't mean to say Fucking that. Newfies. This is terrible. So Guy Fox. You know what my problem is? Guy Fox. You would think F-O-X. No. F-A-W-K-E-S. And that's why I have a problem with him. <laughs> has nothing to do with the mask. It has to do with the fact that you can't phonetically spell his name. I have a problem with that. Yeah. I have a problem with everything about it. I don't like the remember, remember the 5th of November. I don't even know what that fucking means. It's a great jingle. Uh Something happened, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I yeah, watched. I think they were trying to like assassinate King James. I think that's what this all goes back to. Right. But then it was like the a King failed James attempt. Brown. It, it, yeah. Wow, I feel good. I knew that I would. Now, I feel good. I knew that I would. Now. So you think that Guy Fox was sent to assassinate James Brown? Yes. King King James Brown. Yes. Okay. You just told me that. That's fair. No, yeah. We yeah, all sure. learned something together. Yep. And that's what we're all about here on the Dyson Pipes podcast. Yes. So, you fucks that wear Guy Fox masks, this toast is to you. Yes. I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. D&D time. We know it's D&D time. For a few reasons. Mm-hmm. One, there's a DM screen. And two, I have the church warden. A very long pipe. It's my DM pipe. It's what I it's, it's what I puff on to determine what I'm going to do to you. That sounds sadistic. Uh, should I apologize up front for my nasally voice? I think yes. the next couple of weeks you're gonna you're gonna hear my voice and it sounds horrible. Just to be safe, probably mm-hmm. every 10 minutes or so, an official apology. You think I should make an official apology every 10 minutes? Should I apologize every time I cough? Because I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of coughing. So no. people are just going to have to deal with, oh, you think I should just cough? But what I should do is make your life harder when you edit, and I should cough right into the microphone. I won't edit it out. I <laughs> turns out uh, turns out Harrison has is a lunger. Well, we, <laughs> did, we did experience the torrential rain. On the on the mountain pass, mm-hmm. um, a little cold, a little cold, a little damp down in the caves, fighting some uh, some gigantic snakes. Um, so yeah, Harrison has a cold, and this is our first session in this series of next th- probably three, four, five episodes. And what better thing to smoke than opening night for you? Opening night in my uh, was this my Savinelli Venari pipe. All right. So, dawn has broken on the mountain pass. We've left the monastery. Uh, we are getting further east. We are still about five days away. We got a little sidetracked. We went uh, laterally rather than forward. So, uh, no forward progress, as they say. Right. Unfortunately, we are down to seven days' supplies. And now, because there's two of you, right? Because Citadel doesn't eat or drink. Mm-hmm. So, because there's two of you... That seven days supply is seven days because this guy is going to have to get his own food. (laughs) And we're down. I'm going to make it four. Okay. And all things considered, if we have perfect conditions, we're still five days out. Let's roll a d20. Okay. You or me? You. All right. Let's let's see how this this goes. Would have been nice if before this I actually had my dice in order. No, no, no. That's all right. Let's see. A 13. Okay. 
So an earthquake strikes and the <laughs> ground opens up and you all fall and you all die. Thanks for joining us here on Dyson Pipes. <laughs> Join us in our next podcast called Pipes. <laughs> Death and Pipes. Uh, all right. So uh, is there any business that you need to take care of? We're about half a day away from Thunderview Bluffs and we're about a day and a half, two days maybe from Belheim, which is the next kind of resupply depot. Uh, I would imagine we just, we press on. Okay. We're on foot. So as we're getting closer to the east, uh, the mountains are starting to descend slightly and we're starting to get vegetation. It's actually becoming very beautiful. It's not as bleak and desolate as it once was. We're getting some uh, evergreen trees. Uh, the snow is pretty much melted. Uh, we're starting to get into the warmer season. You even see maybe a stream here or there, mid-mountain lakes. Um places to, to stop and relax and because we're starting the decline starting, not perfect, we still have to go up here or there, but now that we're starting the decline, the, the journey is becoming slightly easier also because we're getting into a more vegetative uh, location, it's easier to hide Citadel if we spot travelers coming. Right. Now, is this something where you might send Star ahead to kind of scout to see if there's people coming your way and he can kind of run back and let you know so we can hide Citadel or are we just kind of rolling the dice maybe and... Uh, un unless, honestly, unless he suggests it, I, I think we're just kind of moving along as a group. I think Harrison's just actually very excited that now we're on the downhill, things are... Something has happened. Something fell, I don't know what it was. Um... We'll find it later. Uh, things are starting to look up. Yeah. You know? I would say so. I think the sun is like radiating on his face. He's starting to feel good. Yeah. He's got a newfound friend who doesn't talk. Perfect kind of friend. Which is exactly. Has to use lots of hand <laughs> hand signals. So, yeah, I, I would not suggest that he scout ahead. Okay. So this next day of travel... Um, are we looking to just press forward with a break here or there? Uh, yeah, outside of, you know, if either myself or Star gets tired, um, I would I would continue moving forward. Okay. So we're going to make camp that night or are we going to push through the night? No, 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 no. Not pushing through the night. So as it gets dark, um, Harrison would suggest that we should be on the lookout for you know, something off the path that we should, uh, you know, maybe set up camp. Okay. Because we're not short on food. It, it seems in, in Harrison's mind, I, I believe that he's looking at it like, look, the worst is behind us. We have enough food to make it to the next resupply station. Right. He's trying to adopt this newfound theory of wishful thinking. He has a new friend, you know. He, he seems a very capable friend. Exactly. And he seems to do very well with friends around since he is uh, just learning how to become proficient in his uh, fighting abilities. All right, good. So and we'll survival abilities. Yes. You know. So we'll spend the night. Um, you have all of your hit points, I would imagine, right? Because we, we, we took a break at the monastery. We ate. We right. recuperated. So you have nothing to recharge. Early in the morning, uh, you, you kind of shuffle yourself awake it's just pre-dawn uh 
you notice Star is kind of standing off to the side of the camp, maybe overlooking a, a bluff or maybe is on some kind of ridge line, staring out into the wilderness below you. Uh, give me a perception check. Twenty-two. Okay, you can't help but notice that, especially in these pre-dawn hours, it is extraordinarily quiet. There's no birds. There's no rustling of small animals or big animals, for that matter. Mm. It's very still and very quiet. All right. So now, with my twenty-two, can I can I compare this to the day before? Like it's it, odd. Like, are there normally birds? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. This is this is noticeable to you. Okay. So Harrison will get up. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Harrison will get up. I'll walk over to store. And uh, you I'll see, just stand next to him. You see him just kind of gazing, not contemplatively, if that makes any sense. We'll stick with your twenty-two. You almost get the feeling that he is. Um, Scanning. Scanning in the sense like he knows he's aware that something is not right. right. If you follow his eyes, he's actually not looking into the forest below. He's actually looking up at the sky. Harrison turns his attention to the sky. It's still pretty dark. You can't quite... You can make out that it's somewhat cloudy. Um, but nothing... Nothing about the sky that necessarily stands out. Star kind of notices that you're with him, and he kneels down and he pulls a, a pile, oh. pulls a pile of grass out of the ground, and then blows it out of his hand, and then points to the sky. A windy day ahead, and he nods. We should be on the move then, and he nods again. Okay. So slowly, Harrison takes a few steps backwards while kind of keeping his attention on the sky and then eventually turns around and heads back to the camp to start breaking down. All right. We break down the camp. Uh, we have some breakfast, probably. Uh, we now have three days of supplies left, four days in the trip remaining. As you start making your way down the trail, sure enough, the wind starts picking up. By midday, uh, the wind is almost unbearable. It's blowing sand and grit up into the into the air. Uh, the trees are leaned very heavily in the direction of the wind. And as you are traveling down this road, uh, Citadel alerts you that traveler. What is it? A carriage approaches. Should I hide? Yes, as best as you can. And Citadel gingerly makes his way off the trail and lays down underneath some shrubbery. And as this carriage is coming towards you, as it comes into view, a huge gust of wind comes by, almost taking you off your feet, and it starts tipping the carriage. And you can hear the driver of the carriage start kind of like yelping as the carriage starts to tumble and it crashes on the side of the path 
unfortunately, this is an elevated path. So now the driver of the carriage has either fallen to his death or is hanging on for dear life off the side of this carriage. As far as I can tell, it's only the driver. Yeah, it looked like a, a car- like a more like a vegetable cart kind of a thing. Okay. All right. Instinctively, Harrison races over. Okay. As you approach the carriage, sure enough, the driver of this carriage is holding onto the straps for the horse and is dangling precariously over this probably easily 200 meter drop. <laughs> so you can get below him and catch him. Oh, so I, I tell him, let go of the rope. I'll come. I'll get you. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> You'll fall long enough. I can get down there and get you. Uh, it's probably like 50, 60 feet. Okay. I will. Uh... Harrison says, hold on. And he reaches and tries to, like, calm the horse so the horse doesn't freak out that he's approaching. And he grabs the rein to try to pull him. Okay. Uh, let's start with an animal handling. Okay. Are you proficient in that? <laughs> no, but now that I've entered my character into Fantasy Grounds, I can actually see all of my stats. And I have a plus one due to just natural skill bonus. And I have an 18. So as these horses are neighing and kicking, somehow stroking their their strong necks, you get them to kind of settle down and to the point where now you can safely negotiate your way through the horses without them freaking Mm. out. Do you think Harrison sees that the horses are calm enough that he can try to get the horses to move back, which will naturally pull this driver up? Well, they're connected. Oh, they're connected to the cart. Okay. Now, you do have Star with you. Well, do I see that based on my actions, he's just, is he just standing there? Yeah, he's, he's just helping you do whatever oh, okay. it is that you're doing. So I'll just, I'll grab the rein. I'll just kind of look over to him to see if maybe he'll help me, uh, yeah. you know, grab the rein. And then we try to make an attempt to pull this driver up. Uh, give me strength with advantage. 18. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you get him up and, uh, kind of pull him up off the side. The wind is still kicking. And he, oh, thank you, stranger. I appreciate it. Anytime. High winds. Oh, I have to be careful. This was crazy. I, I had no idea this was coming. Whew. Where are you headed? I guess in the direction that you would just come from. How are things down there? I mean, they were fine when I left, but you better be careful, mister. Be careful? Yeah, the, the, there's no crossing that bridge anytime soon. Listen, uh. I, I, I really appreciate what you did for me. Uh, listen, my, my family owns uh, a little establishment just, just before the bridge. Uh, I, I can give you a, a voucher for a free stay, um, maybe some free food, you know, to, to thank you for saving my life. Uh, you can wait out the storm there. Because, whew, I mean, trying to cross this bridge, I, this is, that's suicide. Well, we appreciate your kindness. How far of a travel is it to this bridge? Not, not, not the, the, not even a day. I mean, half a day, maybe. Okay. You sure you're gonna be okay heading? Uh... Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna have to fix this cart, and I'm just gonna wait for this storm to pass. Okay. But uh, here, let, let me give you this for for you and your friend. Yeah, please. And Thank he hands you, you these vouchers, uh, and the vouchers are for. Uh, all it says is the Bastille. One word, like Bastille. The Bastille. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. We'll um, 
since Citadel is hiding in the woods, uh, I just motioned to Star to help this guy put his cart back upright and All right. get him on his way. Yeah, so while they're doing that, he, uh, you know, he's kind of heaving on the wheels and, uh, Miss, are you from here? No, first time. Where are you headed? To the Bastille. <laughs> well, we got the Bastille. That, that's the place my family owns, like I said. And it's right at the foot of the Iron Crossing. That's the, the bridge. And that bridge, I mean, that's, that's almost a mile long. You know, it's a long, long bridge. I, I'm sorry. The bridge is a mile long. Oh, yeah. And it, I, I, that's why I said I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't uh, recommend trying to cross it in this storm. Uh, right on the other side of the bridge, though, is uh, Belheim. Oh, great, great. That actually, that's where we're heading to. D- the bridge strong enough to, to handle both yourself, the horses, and the, and the cart? Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's, you know, being a mile long and several hundred feet up in the air, mm-hmm. you know. I, Wouldn't want to risk it. I, I wouldn't. All right, well, you know, here, let me uh, help you get situated. All right. So uh, you spend a couple <laughs> hours, you get yourselves all organized, and you see he starts kind of like battening down the hatches. Mm. He's setting up like a bedroll, um, like a makeshift lean-to to kind of just ride out this storm. And, uh, you know, he offers his hand, and uh, thanks again, mister. I, I really appreciate your help. Uh, again, please feel free. Let my let my family know that uh, that you have these coupons. They'll they'll take care of you real nice. So this storm is over. Oh, Pen, I, dude, I just had this is now two weeks. Is that what ago. fell? That's probably what fell. Boom. See, this is what happens when you don't address a situation when it first happens. There it is. We got it. All right. <clears throat> uh. So now he's, th- th- this guy is setting up camp right here. Uh, like off to the side of the road, yeah. All right, so uh, I'm like, oh, excuse me. Let me just uh, take a piss real quick before we head out. All right, mister. Thanks again. Yeah, anytime. Uh, and I'll walk over to uh, the area that Citadel. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll go to like the brush where he, he's hiding. Okay. And I'll tell him, uh, you know, I'll just whisper as I'm pretending to urinate in the woods. Uh, just hang tight until this traveler passes. Oh, I don't want to use the word traveler. <laughs> I don't want to get him confused. Uh, after this gentleman uh, heads out with his horse and cart, uh, just make your way over to this town that's just on the our side of this bridge. Just remain in cover until you see us crossing the bridge, and we'll try to do it together. So Citadel can't really whisper. I don't think he has the faculties to do it. So all you see is a little thumbs up come up from the brush and then go back down. Okay. Good. He gets it. I can turn the heat off. <laughs> so so toasty. The bowels. Oh so my toasty. god. Holy shit. Okay. So I'll make my way from the uh, from the woods and I head on over to Star. Okay. I get, This was not far from our camp. So we finished breaking down our camp as yeah, we were doing. Maybe, maybe a few hundred feet. Okay. And uh, yeah, we head out. All right. Uh, so as you approach uh, the iron crossing, uh, you see exactly what he was talking about. It is a very long bridge. There's no railings on it. And it is just wide enough maybe for one cart, maybe two. No railings on this bridge. No. Nope. Holy shit. Okay. And to the right is this gigantic 
stone and iron structure with a wooden sign above the f- double front doors that just says the Bastille. And you can hear music and laughter. If you look in front, there's lots of horses and carriages hitched to the front of the place. It looks like some kind of, at least, inn. Mm. Okay. Uh, Harrison will look to Star. You want to head in? And he nods and he kind of looks up at the sky and yeah, he agrees. Okay. So we'll push open the double doors. Uh, so when you push open the double doors, there's a very nicely dressed uh, gentleman standing in front. The The entryway is um, not fancy by most standards, but fancy by mountain standards. Like it's got things like carpeting and lanterns. Uh, it's lit up on the inside. And again, you can hear the music from multiple directions. You can hear people talking and laughing. And this man wearing a suit and a top hat uh, comes up to you and says, Ah, gentlemen, welcome to the Bastille. May I assist you? Such a refined place. Oh, yes, yes. This has been established uh, five years now, I believe. Uh, the, the mining companies and the prospectors love it. Mm. They make their money and they come here and they spend it. It's a very symbiotic relationship. Well, well done. Um, and Harrison will dig into his pocket and pull out the voucher that was given to him by the, you know, the, obviously yeah. the guy that he just helped. And he'll uh, he'll hand it to what I'm assuming is the equivalent of like a Mater D. Yeah. Okay. Oh, very good. I'm, I'm happy to see that uh, we have new, new friends coming to visit us. Uh, do you have any luggage? We can bring it up to a room for you. This voucher is good for one or two nights uh, or one night and meals. Um, well, I would imagine we have no luggage. Uh, unfortunately, in the, in the storm on the way here, we unfortunately lost a lot of our stuff. Uh, so what we have on our back is what we're traveling with. I see. There is a tailor here if you are interested in new clothes. We also have a supply depot for when you're ready to hit back to the road. Are we heading toward Hexley or are we heading toward Belheim? Uh, toward Belheim. Ah, very it good. It seems like with the high winds, we're unfortunately not going to be able to make it through the, yes, through the yes. bridge. Yes, unfortunately, uh, one of our patrons crossed the bridge earlier today and he was lost. Oh, that's so sad. But please, uh, would you like me to show you to your room? Oh, that would be excellent. Thank you. So there's, uh, at the back of the entryway are two, like, uh, semicircle arch, uh, uh, stairways going up to a second floor. And as you go up to the second floor, at the top, it branches out left and right, making wings. He brings you to the left, and there is a very nice room, uh, with, uh, two beds. And, uh, a changing station and a bath, um, chamber pot, everything that you need. Mm. I think that piques Harrison's interest. He probably hasn't taken a bath in God knows how long. Probably since he's left the Imperial City. Probably. You yeah. know. Because I think after everything that had taken place, even in Hexley, I don't think I don't think he probably wash up in like a well or you know, in the rain. Right. Like that kind of thing. But nothing as regal as like right. a Yeah, it has like soap. Yeah. <clears throat> uh now, uh of course for entertainment we have uh the Cloud Gamer Club up uh to the north. On the east wing, on the bottom floor, we have the Exchange uh, Game Junction. And, of course, Cloud9 Arcade, all the way to the back. 
for restaurants, we have the White Lounge, uh, the coffee room for breakfast, and uh, Les Lumières. It's a very nice restaurant. I highly recommend it. And we also have the Rocky Oyster for something a little uh, more casual. We have three taverns in the premise, uh, the Cross-Eyed Cricket, the Laughing Shield, and the Drunken Bird's Tavern. If you're interested in horse racing, we have the Twilight Arena all the way to the back. And if you're interested in taking in a show, we have uh, the Blue Bell Opera House in the basement. So please, uh, enjoy your stay. Uh, will you be staying for two nights, or would you stay for one night with a free dinner voucher? So at this point, I picture Harrison's mouth is agape. He's just kind of blown away, because from the outside, looking at this place, even though it seemed nice to him, the stone walls, the huge double doors, he did not think it was that big. He just He's trying to fathom, like, how can there be so much shit in this building? Uh, did you ask him that, or are you just... No, 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 okay. it's just the, the wheels are turning. Right. The, the wheel, he's just trying to put it all together. So before he can even answer the, the question that he's been asked, he just says, help me understand, how does a place such as this with so many amenities survive for the past five years in the middle of a mountain pass? Oh, it's an amazing story. Um, Mr. Smeltbrew, he's a dwarf. Uh, he's the owner and operator of this establishment. He was part of an independently owned mining company. And they were working on extracting ore from this side of the mountain face. And he ended up cracking through into a large cavern that was untouched. And at first, you know, he kind of felt like he wasted his time because it took him several, several weeks to break through. Uh, but his wife, uh, she, she encouraged him to, to make it into... Um, A more refined establishment and the local miners and the prospectors they make a lot of money but they don't like leaving the mountain so this is right in the middle between Hexley and uh, House Starfall so it's a perfect place for people to rest um, actually uh, Mr. Smeltbrew is actually the the reason why this bridge was built Originally, we had to go around and, and navigate through the canyon, uh, but he was able to build the bridge with the proceeds. Okay. That's an amazing story. Is he still around? Does he... Uh... Oh, yes. So he resides here. He doesn't just run or own the, uh, the establishment here. He, he lives here as well? Oh, yes. Yes, he's up on the top floor penthouse. Okay. Very good. Uh, to answer your question, we'll take, uh, we'll take one night and the meal voucher, please. Oh, very good. Um, do you have another change of clothes? Would you like me to have these washed? Oh, if you can, uh... I would say you probably have a change of clothes. I would imagine you have, like, your backpacks with your camping stuff. Right. But I'll gladly take a, uh... Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll jump on that opportunity. You, you can, you can go ahead and wash these. And as he's talking, I'm just kind of, like, derobing and making my way over to the, uh, to the tub. All right. Uh, while you finish that, he says, oh, is there anything else I can get for you, sir? I look to Star. Star just... If you had to guess, he's feigning interest, but there's none of this really sits well with him. He's a very... like He's a minimalist. He's right. like a Buddhist, you know? Okay. All right. Then Harrison will turn back to this gentleman and say, no, we're, we're good for now. We appreciate your hospitality. Very good, sir. Thank you. 
And now he's just standing there. Door's right behind you. Ah, yes. Thank you, sir. Oh, I hand him the last of my clothes. Now I'm standing naked in front of him. Uh, <clears throat> well, uh, in, enjoy your stay. Thank you. Little Home Alone 2 moment. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a piece of Wrigley's gum. <laughs> uh, all right. So now it is uh, Star and Naked You and a bathtub. Yep. <laughs> Let's make it happen. <laughs> Uh, so it's probably late morning, early afternoon. Right. So we have all the time in the world. And by all the time in the world, I mean a day and a half before they're probably going to kick you out. So, Which is more than enough because it's not like... Uh, I'm not looking to keep the party here for right. <laughs> an extended period of time. All right. So you get cleaned up. Uh, you're feeling good. Your clothes are delivered nice and clean. Um do you think he found it weird that you were standing there naked except for your gauntlets? I just, I wasn't fully stripped yet. <laughs> you know? I mean. Uh, all right. So we're in this room. Are we looking to explore? Harrison looks to star. Are you hungry? Um, he shakes his head no. And he kind of shrugs and, s- and says maybe uh, he, he does one and then two fingers. He does one and then I... Like Harrison... So Harrison is giving him the same perplexed look I'm giving you right now. <laughs> like one or two fingers. Uh, he just shakes his head no and waves his hand. Okay. If you don't mind, uh, I'm very interested. I'm talking to start. So if, if you don't mind, I'm very interested in, in checking out the horse racing. If you want to stay here, if you want to wander around or come with me, I mean, you know, he, the choice uh, is yours. He nods his head yes, and then he does the praying with his hands and then sits down uh, out of a, like a, you have like a balcony to the outside. And he just kind of sits out and just kind of watches the storm. Okay. So he's hanging out in the Yeah, kind of serene looking, like he's enjoying watching the storm. Right. So Harrison will step out of the room and uh, make his way. All right. We're going to explore a little bit. We're going to do a little exploration in this place. All right. Do you remember where the arena was? No clue. Okay, so we're just going to wander. I'm just going to walk around. All right, so as you wander, you end up... Uh, and, I, I'm sorry, as Harrison is walking, does he see signs like like pointing you in the direction of the No, it's more areas? like art. Um, okay. But as you approach certain entryways, like grand archways, right. above one to your left, uh, it says the exchange game junction. Game junction? Yeah, I'll take a look at that. Uh, he'll, he'll make the left. He gets easily distracted from yeah. horses, sees Game Junction. Right. What's that all about? All right, so when you walk in, there are lots of people, uh, maybe a couple dozen, lots of tables set up. You notice a lot of people are playing dice. Uh, you're not quite sure what game. A lot of people are playing, uh, if you remember, Fittich. The last time Harrison <laughs> did any sort of gambling, there was a table flipped, a big yes. bar fight. Yes. Uh, but there's also several tables with what you consider dealers. Uh Lots of people smoking pipes and cigars, and mm. there's a person playing a piano in the corner. Okay. Uh, and you see, like a like a central station with a very nicely dressed person, flanked by two kind of brutish-looking dwarves. Uh, and hanging in front of this little station is a ta- uh, a sign that says, "Welcome to the Exchange Game Junction. Game blacksmith. Minimum bet: two chips." Is there a um, is there an area that you go to to purchase chips? Seemingly from this guy in the center. Oh, so you go and, and 
buy from this guy. So it's... It, can Harrison make the observation that all the games in here are based on chips? Like, you're going to buy chips and carry chips around. It's almost like going to a... Casino. Yes, if you look around, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Harrison will walk up to this guy. Uh, how much for chips? Uh, 50 chips per gold piece. All right, so I'll throw him a gold. Okay. That brings you down to 20... Or, uh, 16 gold, I believe. I think it's 17. What is my problem with pens? You know, it's... Oh, here it is. It's the darkness in the, in the west cabin. That's what it is. And the darkness in your heart. And my heart. And my <laughs> soul. And your lungs. <laughs> okay. So I put the chips... You know, I put the chips in his pocket. Uh, you get a little carrying bag. Oh, a little, like yeah. a little tray. Yep. All right. So I walk around like a little child. I'm all excited. It's great. Uh, so if you were to look around... Yeah, I want to look and see if there's any kind of game that's going to catch my eye. That you notice that there are a handful of people playing dice. There's a handful of people playing fittage, as I had mentioned. But you notice that they're playing with each other. It seems like, number one, the lion's share of people are playing at these blacksmith tables. The name of the game is Blacksmith. So there's no dealer, per se. The blacksmith tables all have a dealer. And, and that's you can a, tell it's a card game. Okay. I'm going to sit there. That seems to be the... You're gonna the pick hot a, game, right? Pick, yeah, you're going to pick a table? Yeah, I'm just going to okay. randomly choose a table. Um, so, are you going to ask uh, how to play, or are you just going to throw a chip down and you're going to fake it till you make no, it? No, no, no. I'm going to walk over to the table, and okay. I'm just going to observe for a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of hands or turns, however, you know, whatever the... Okay. So, as you, uh, as you watch, you'll notice the dealer starts going... Uh, clockwise from in front of him clockwise through the table and handing out a series of two cards mm -hmm. face up and he hands himself one card face up and one card face down okay it's blackjack mm -hmm. gotcha <laughs> blacksmith <laughs> yeah blacksmith okay so I'll watch a couple of rounds Harrison I would think he, he's kind of well versed in, in playing like you know like poker style games, you know, right. working at the docks and shit like that, like hanging out with the boys sort of thing. Um, so I would think he kind of picks up on the, the basics of the game fairly quickly. So if there's an open spot at this table, he'll plant his ass down and, you know, put his chips down on the table and, and start betting. All right. So the way we're going to do this is give me a flat 20 for your first card. 13. All right. So we will say the first card he hands you is um, a numbered card. So give me a D10. Six. Okay. So you get a six. Give me another flat 20 for your second card. 17. All right, we'll say that's another uh, number card, so give me another 10. Nine. All right, so you have a six and a nine? Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, the dealer has one card face down and one card that's on a two. I am going to hit. All right, give me a 20. 17. All right, it's going to be another uh, numbered card, so give me a D10. A four. I will now stay. 
All right. So uh, there's two other people at the table. One guy hits and he busts out. Another person stands at what you seem to believe is a 16. So the dealer has uh, the two and he flips over the second card, which is a picture of uh, like a dancing woman. That gives him a 12. And he drops another face card, which is like a dancing guy. And that puts him at 22. He busts. So how many chips did you put in? What was it? Two? Yeah. Like the Yeah, I just would have okay. two so chips. Okay, so you got two chips added to your pot. There we go. And I'm sorry, what did you say? One gold bought 50, right? Yeah. So you're now at 52. Yep. All right, we're going to play again? Yeah, yeah, I'll continue this right. for... So let's uh, let's do this. Let's roll a d hundred to see overall how well you do. Eighty four. Wow. So I would say while you play, you go down, you go up, you go down, you go up again. Uh, by the time it's all said and done, you now have seventy chips. Okay. Very good. You want to continue exploring, or do you want to play some more? No, I think uh, Harrison will excuse himself from the table. He's feeling kind of good. All right. Maybe get a couple of drinks. All right. Do you want to go to a bar, or are you just going to stop and get maybe a, a cocktail from, like, a roving uh, waitress? Yeah, if they have, like, a waitress yeah. walking around, I'll just kind of, The know. drinks are free? Yeah. So it's a good time? Like I'm in AC. Exactly. Uh, so as you start exploring around, you see another entryway uh, that says the... Cloud Nine Arcade. Harrison is going to walk. He's confused. He doesn't know the arcade. Like, what can this be? So he finds himself meandering down this hallway. So in this room, uh, again, you'll see some people playing dice, some people drinking at the at the little mini bars set up, some people playing Fittich. This one has uh, a man very obnoxiously dressed, very pompous, like stovetop hat, very like flamboyant looking. <coughs> and lots of people lined up almost like in a um, like in a theater lined up and they're all holding paper cards. And they're playing a game called Rogue Numbers. Rogue? Yeah. Rogue Numbers. My kind of game. I and wanna... you can hear the guy kind of announcing things. You're a little far away. But what you do notice are some people jump up and like, yeah, like pumping their fists in the air. And there are some people that are ripping up pieces of paper and slamming them on the ground. Uh, a couple of people shoving each other. And that's when you kind of notice there's a lot of security guards that kind of break fights up. Um, this room is very much buzzing with activity. Uh, approximately, how many people were in the other room? A couple dozen. How many people are in this room? Uh, less, but way more active. Okay. Maybe a dozen, but they are very animated. No, I'm going to walk deeper into this room. Uh, the whole time, Harrison's concern is like, he just, he can't grasp why this, th something just does not seem right about this place. Like there's way, it seems like there's way too many people here for what he just traveled through. Maybe that's why you haven't seen anybody. Yeah, but there haven't been any villages. No. At least, obviously, not on the main path. But to his recollection, he cannot recall a lot of, like, offshoot paths going down the mountain. There are. 
I mean, there are there are offshoot paths, but but there's been like no outside of the um, outside of any victims of the snakes or the right. guy who almost fell off the mountain pass because of the wind. Like they're just it, it seems like few and far between. He's been coming across people. Yeah, he just can't. He's just trying to wrap his mind around the fact that there are so many people in here. Yeah, it's such like a desolate area. Like if. It, there's probably a couple hundred altogether right. in here. Okay. Um, and again, this is one of those things where like, you might get together with your buddies and you're going to form uh, the Dyson Pipes Mining Company. Mm. Now you come up into here looking for your riches or taking contract work from from any of the major cities in the mainland. Uh, but the thing is, it takes so much time to get through the mountains that you don't really want to leave. And what ends up happening is people get roped into this place. Okay. I guess what's lost on Harrison is the whole concept of these mining companies. Right. And how they operate. You know, this is all new to him. He's not from the mountains. He doesn't understand the culture and the right. behavior of the people. There. So he's fascinated. This is all new. It's very exciting. He probably has, like, the same feelings as he did, like, going to the Imperial City. You know, it's like it's new. It's something different. It's elegant and... You know. Right. Uh, so while you're kind of meandering your way through, you do notice a sign uh, to the far right of this large room uh, with a sign above this door that says Twilight Arena. And that's where the horse racing is. Well, he, he, he pauses. He's interested in what's going on here. He likes the hustle and bustle of whatever this game is. So he wants to get a little closer and, and try to observe, like, what, what's going on? Like, why are people, like, fighting with each other? And what are these pieces of paper? And who is the guy that they're all standing around? And what's going on, like, behind the crowd? Okay. So, again, in this room, there's at least one, maybe two of these guys uh, in a little circular, like, booth with uh, chips and information and, and guards. Okay. So every it, what you're noticing is every game room has these guys. And uh, have you ever played Kino? Kino? Is that like when you're flipping numbers over? Uh, you get a card. It's kind of almost like a, like a gambling version of bingo. You get a card with a bunch of numbers on it, and you pick a certain amount of numbers, and you determine how much you're going to bet on those numbers, and then you wait for those numbers to be called and see how many you hit and how much you end up winning okay. or losing. All right. Yeah, whatever. I'll give it a whirl. All right, so uh, you get your cards from the information guy. Mm-hmm. So you get your cards from him, and uh, you see a series of 50 numbers that you can pick. Just one through 50? Yep. And, and I you, have to pick what? You like, pick four. Okay. So what numbers do you want to pick? Ah, I will choose one through 50. I'll take 16, 23, 48 How much gold do you want to put down? Oh, I don't use these chips? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. You use the chips. I'll put 30 chips down. 30 chips. So that puts us at 40? Yeah, yeah. We can do a random number generator? Yep. All right, here we go. So the guy is standing up on the stage. 
You put 30 chips down on this. Why not? <laughs> but my main... I, you, you know why? I think Harrison's just trying to like get a feel for what's going on here, and his main thing is to go fuck around with the horses, so he'll shoot for one game and then right. move on. All right. So uh, this guy uh, is kind of like holding on to the vest of his jacket. And he's like, ah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another round of Rogue Numbers. No more betting, please. No more betting. Let's begin. And he reaches his hand into like a little bowl, and he pulls out a piece of paper. 31. 38. 44. 22. 6. 41. 19. And 2. Ladies and gentlemen, those are your numbers. And again, you see people screaming, throwing stuff. Some people throwing stuff in joy. Some people throwing stuff in anger. Uh, very animated. Arizona will just shake his head like he, I like I can understand the people being or you know whatever like he can get why people are excited for winning but he cannot wrap his mind around why people are pushing and shoving each other over numbers that they picked he just does not get this game <laughs> so I just kind of take my slip I look at it and um, I tear it up and throw it on the ground <laughs> So you fit right in. Fit right in. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, he's, he's not getting extremely animated over it. He's just like, all right, whatever. You know, let's... Uh, he's, he's, he's focused on the ponies. He, he wants to go see the horsies. All right. So as you're leaving, you do see another sign uh, for the Cloud Gamer Club. Or you can go to the arena. Yeah, he's going to the arena. All right. So, uh, horse racing is pretty simple, uh, especially in this world. It's much simpler than real horse racing. We're not going to do multiple races with multiple. Oh, I can't do like the box trifecta. No, we're not going to mess with all that stuff. Uh, mostly because I, I just didn't have the time to <laughs> come up with multiple races. So, uh, we have our. Yeah, he's just looking to do it to kill time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just want to grab a drink and smoke a pipe and just watch fucking ponies run in circles. Right. That, that's really what this is all about. Like, I've got another 40 chips to burn. He's probably going to throw it on one race. Right. You know, he's not looking to, like, stay here forever, you yeah. know? So I think his thing, he's just going to, he's going to, he's going to take a look at the, uh, like, the program for the, for the day, yep. and he's going to pick one race that's coming up in, like, the next five races that he's just going to dump all of his money on and see if he gets lucky, and uh, and that's it. He's going to look for a horse that has like a really catchy, flashy name. Well, I'm glad you said that. Yes. Here are your horses in this program. Yes, yes. We have Sundancer, Buckwheat, Morning Heart, Swift Silver, Cricket, Icefall, Thunderflame, Skybound, Mud Flipper, Angel's Eyes. The uh, the favorite for the race, if you're interested, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is uh, Angel's Eyes. Okay. This horse has yet to lose a race. 
uh, coming in dead last is Sundancer. I uh, we could see the horses as they're out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I take a look at cricket. Cricket kind of caught my eye. I just look at cricket. Like, what what kind of is it big horse? Does it look like a fast horse? What, what color is the cricket? Horse? Is uh, like a black and white spotted. Ah, like the old spotted dick. Yes, like old spotted dick. There it is. Uh, and the mane for it has been kind of given like uh, tassels, so it almost looks like it has like a mohawk. That's my horse. Yeah? Yeah, We're going to yeah. bet on cricket? I'm going to go for cricket. Well, lucky for you. Yes, yes. You're going to do all your chips on this? Yeah, I'm going to do the remainder of my chips on cricket. So lucky for you, uh, while we were getting set up today, I already rolled to see how these horses do. Oh. And the horses are running. People are jumping up and screaming. And uh, there's a, uh, a fairly attractive woman next to you, and she kind of leans over and starts whispering to you, which one did you put on? Uh, so I turn my attention to her. Like, stunningly beautiful or? Prettier than should be allowed in the mountains. Right. So I'm just kind of caught off guard. I'm like, I'm sorry? Wait, which horse did you bet on? Oh, Cricket, you? Oh, I went with uh, Icefall. How much did you put in? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm just like kind of caught off guard here by her. Like he's just kind of stammering. Uh, d- d- a few chips. Oh, okay. Well, good luck to you, Mister. Oh, uh, you too. You too. So the horses are making their way around the track, and uh, as of right now, Buckwheat is coming in in front, followed by Skybound, and behind him, Mudflipper. Fucking Mudflipper. Uh, so the horses are going around. How long have you been here, Mister? Oh, I just got here. Oh, Dixie. Dixie Flores. And she holds her hand out. Harrison. I'll shake your hand. Nice to meet you, Mr. Harrison. How long are you staying for? Just a night. And the horses are approaching the finish line and coming in close to first place. We have Skybound, followed by Angel's Eyes, followed by Cricket. Cricket's pulling up through the outside. And just as the horses are approaching the finish line, now everyone's kind of in a fever pitch. They're all standing up. Their programs are waving up in the air. And there is a loud crash from behind you. Like loud. Uh, Loud enough where everyone kind of stops and turns. And I do the same. You see lots of people kind of running toward the back. Not quite sure what happened. We're not even sure what happened in the race. Uh, The announcer has stopped. And people like are the crash like forces me to move forward, or no, no, it's just no, something just, that I hear. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't want to say explosion because nothing actually blew up. Okay. but like a loud, loud wreck of some kind. Right. Uh, and if you were to turn around, you can see lots of people hustling. You can see there's at least one or two people laying on the ground. And uh, you hear Dixie. Oh, what, what happened? Did you see? No, but I start like working away from her. And. As you start walking away from her, you hear a woman scream. And I look towards the screen. Uh, It's behind you, and you see Dixie laying on the ground with a knife out of her chest. What the fuck? So Harrison will quickly kind of scan to see if he can find who potentially threw the knife. So you see a man stand up and say, hey, him, he was standing right next to her, pointing at you.
Welcome back to the Dice and Pipes radio program. Now with microphones. And maybe by next week, a new producer. Yes. Yeah. A producer and a seducer. And a winner of the Dice and Pipes giveaway of Creme Brulee and uh, The Haunting. And a hand sort of drawn something or other. Well, it's going to be very good. Uh, so uh, give us five on the apples and or email the show. Email the show. Uh, DysonPipes at gmail.com. Very good. Get up in on this shit. Uh, and we're going to have another giveaway soon. Oh, yeah. And that's, this is a big one. Yeah, that, that's our big, that's our big, uh, um, what's the word? Inaugural? No, inaugural? No, this no. would be the inaugural. This would be an, an inaugural. What? Wow, that's a fucking tongue <laughs> twister. Four. So close. I was banking on three twenties in a row. <laughs> Obviously, that's not happening. Ah! Okay, ah! I'm good. Nobody listens to this part anyway. No, I don't think so. I don't, I'm pretty sure they don't. Why would they? I don't even like recording this part. I- <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good. But if they mm-hmm. don't listen to this part, they miss gold. This like, is like this. What is that? My balls. What? Dude, I don't want to see your balls. You're going to miss it. Maybe the back half should just all be ASMR. (laughs) I'm very disappointed because it's been like three weeks now, I think, since I've been attacked by some random bug on my microphone. They're all dead. Ah, because of the cold. Yeah. The West Cabin's starting to get chilly. We're going to break out the uh, the fireplace pretty soon. I'm going to clean it oh, up. Oh, I can't wait. Probably next week. Yeah. Because I think, I think we probably could have gotten away with using it today. Yeah, we could have. We could. I've been toasty warm because of this heater underneath. I yeah. should have put my computer on it. I don't know what the fuck is the problem with this thing. Dude, I have so much shit to do when I go home. Oh, my God. Yeah, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, let's get you yeah. home. Yeah. You're going to play big Breakpoint? Oh, fuck. You're going to play Breakpoint to, tonight? We're going to end the show with the Breakpoint slip-up. What do you got? Nine. Okay. Very good. Uh, are you gonna play tonight? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have to. I have to go home. I have some some chores. I have. I might to be do. doing a a late night. Oh session, really? If you know what I'm saying. Why? What's going on? <clears throat> well, uh, the wife is sick. Thanks, Sam. Fucking uh, Sam. Yeah. Um. Very weak genes. So, I think I'm gonna put her to bed, mm. and. Either go to Aurora or go to uh, the Wild West. Oh shit! All right. Well, either you you gotta let me know if you go to the Wild West. I have to like redo my guy, and I can join you there. Yeah. Okay. Mm, interesting. We'll see. All right. So two newfies. I, I just learned what they are, and they're a slur. So please, 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 don't say that word again on the show. Sorry. Two Canadian tuxedos. I hope they're not made by newfies. What the fuck is a Canadian tuxedo? Is that like what a penguin wears? No, you don't know what a Canadian... Wow, you are a fucking disaster. I cannot wait to do the Warhammer one. I hope you fuck up first. A nine again? Yes. Yes. A Canadian tuxedo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Noun. It is when you wear denim jeans. Okay. Along with a denim jacket. Ah, Okay. That's a Canadian tuxedo. 
You know what I love about Canada? They produce great hockey players. Wayne Gretzky, amazing. Who's from over What the fuck is wrong with you today? <laughs> wow. Who are some of your other favorites? He's, I think, the only one that I know from Canada. What do you got? A nine? Six. Wow. Which is an inverted nine. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. We have two, rum in here? Two dice. Oh, I'm sorry. Empire. 